everybody um so welcome back to a another episode of more life ministry podcast so um i am trying to do like things so i'm not sure if this will work or not but i don't plan on re-recording if it doesn't work out so i'll be in some breaking out um but hello hello everybody i hope everybody's doing okay and i hope all of our students and um college students and whatever kind of student you may be, um, that you're having a good semester, um, into this new semester, that your classes are going well, and that you've met your teachers and made some friends and whatnot and so forth. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into the message for today. And the topic for today's message is going to be, um, a warning. Um, then our subtitle can be, um, judgment um judgment and um so i want to point out a few things um so today's teaching which i may end up teaching about um, in a different way later on but today's teaching is going to be strictly from uh, scriptures that the um lord has led me to um during my time with him the past couple of days just spend the time with the lord and um I prayed a couple times, Lord, what, what do you want me to do in the season, Lord? What's your purpose for me? And just in my prayer, and then I'd um, randomly open up my Bible. And the Lord has led me to three different um, parts of the Bible that I want to share with you all that all has the same message. That's why I um, feel led to um, talk about this and, and to really hone in on this um, for this season. So we're going to talk about a warning. Um, and so the first day that I randomly opened up my Bible, the Lord led me to Zephaniah in the book, which is so funny because I didn't even know there was a book of the Bible. Like we hear about Psalms and Proverbs and Genesis and all the popular ones, Revelation. Um, and then there's ones that I have never even opened up to, never even looked at, never even discovered. And so, um, anyways, it's really amazing. So he opened me up to Zephaniah and, um, basically what's going on is, um, Zephaniah is one of the, um, prophets he is the ninth of the 12 minor prophets um of the old testament um and um so this original text was written in biblical hebrew um but obviously has to be translated for um modern times um and so i just want to highlight a few things we're not going to go through the whole chapter you can of course are welcome and encouraged to go and read that on your own time and let the lord um speak to you about what he wants you to know um but we're, I'm just going to highlight a few things because I think it's important to really talk to you all about what's what's going on and what's to come. Um, we see a lot of people, um, a lot of teenagers, a lot of young adults, um, a lot of my peers, people I go to college with, people I work with, people my age that are, um, you know, feeling some sort of maybe anxiety or feeling some sort of maybe um, um, fear or anger or shock or stress about the things that are going on in this um in, in the world and how weird the world has become how unwelcoming and, and not home that the world feels and guys it's not a coincidence right so this is for a reason it's because we don't belong here right those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose and um you know, the God's children we, we don't belong here um and so we're here uh, for a little bit of time to um occupy and to um, uh, live out our purpose in God's for our life while we are on earth um, but we are not up here forever um, right and revelation um, reminds us that we will come back for us or um, 
will will die either either one that comes first um and so what i really want to highlight right now i'm just going to go into it is um how zephaniah was a prophet who was warning the people um of their sin um and you know we, we see a lot of stories in the bible right where um nations and groups of people are disobedient to god right and, and, and just doing their own thing um and so Zephaniah, as a prophet of God, um, the Lord, um, the Holy Spirit, equips him with the courage and the boldness to go out despite um, despite culture, despite what was accepted, despite what people appreciated, and um, the things that people valued um, back then, to really show them and, and let them know, um, um, really more than the gospel, but really to um, um, to to correct them and um, to warn them. And so that that's the underlining of the message today. And so if we start with Zephaniah, let's just start with, um, we can start with uh, the second. So I've read the whole book. Let's start with the second chapter. Um, First of all, let's start with the first, let's start with the first chapter. I'm sorry, guys, because I want to just underline and really read it to you in scripture what his what his purpose was. So, um, um, Zephaniah, I'm going to read to you the introduction that's um, in my um, in this specific Bible that I have, and then I'm going to go ahead and start with the first chapter. So, the introduction says Zephaniah denounced the materialism and greed that exploited the poor. He was a world of royal conditions and announced God's judgment on the nations for their sins. Above all, God's prophet had a deep concern for God's reputation and for the well-being of all who humbly trusted in him. Um, so the occasion for his prophecy lies in the deplorable spiritual and moral condition of Judea in the early days of Josiah's reign, um, who became a king. So he became king of Judea. So um if we start with chapter one, it says, The word of the Lord which came unto Zephaniah, the son of Cushi, the son of Gedaliah, the son of Amariah, the son of Hezekiah, in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judea. I will utterly consume all things from off the land, said the Lord. I will consume man and beast. I will consume the fowls of heaven and the fishes of the sea and the stumbling blocks with the wicked, and I will cut off man from the land. So, um, he is prophesying of what the Lord has told him will happen to Judea. They are a um, distasteful nation. They have rebelled against God. They've been disobedient and they have done things the way that they want to do it. Um, the way they want to do it. Um, and if we go down to verse 14, it says, The day of the Lord, the great day of the Lord is near. It is near and, and hasteth greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man shall cry there bitterly. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, a day of the trumpet and alarm against the fin cities and against the high towers, and I will bring distress upon men that they shall walk like blind men, because they have sinned against the Lord, and their blood shall be poured out as dust, and their flesh as the dung. So if we go and we go down to chapter two, um, so this is so that was just. Zephaniah's um, prophesying of what the Lord told him. So when we go down to um, chapter 2, he really starts to get into warning and instructing and um, kind of encouraging the people of, um, to 
turn away from that sentence that judgment is coming you need to stop caring about things that don't matter at the end of the day at the end of the world you know things that just have no value and he says gather yourselves together yeah gather yourselves O nation not designed before the decree bring forth before the day pass as a chaff before the fierce anger of the lord come upon you before the day of the lord's anger come upon you so what is he saying he's saying before this day comes get yourselves together Stop your sin, turn away from these things that you're doing. He says, Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought this judgment. Seek righteousness. He said, You've brought this judgment upon yourself. He's saying, You're being disobedient, and this is the consequence of it. So he's saying, Seek the Lord, seek righteousness, seek meekness. And he says, um, And maybe you shall, you shall hide in the day of the Lord's anger. So he's saying, If you turn now before he comes and you do what's right, You'll be saved. You'll be able to hide from the destruction. You'll be able to hide from the wrath. The Lord will protect you um, on the day of his anger. Um, and if we go to, um, let's go to verse, let's go to chapter 3. And he's just describing this state of, of, of Jerusalem. He's describing the state of uh, the morality of these people. And he says, Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressive city. She obeyed not the voice. She received not the correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She um, drew not near to her God. And she is, of course, um, referring to the nation. Um, her presses within her are roaring lions. Her judges are, are evening wolves. They gnaw not the bones to the marrow. To the morrow. Um, the prophets are light and treacherous virgins. The priests are polluted in the sanctuary, and they have done violence to the law. The just Lord is in the midst thereof. He will not do iniquity. Every morning doth he bring his judgment to light. He faileth not, but the unjust knoweth no shame. And we skip down to verse 8. It says, Therefore, wait ye upon me, saith the Lord, until the day that I rise up to the point. For my determination is to gather nations that I may assemble the kingdoms to pour upon them my indignation, even all my fierce anger. For all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. And so um, I'm going to read a summary and then I'm going to talk about how it applies to our culture, our, our culture today. So um, it says, let's go. So it says, Zephaniah condemns both the Moabites and the Ammonites um, for their pride and their blasphemous insults against God and his people. He predicts that both nations, which have often worked together, will be treated like Sodom and Gomorrah. They'll be turned to a perpetual wasteland, overrun with peace and wealth by salt. describes a lifestyle and social structure at variance with God's character and laws. Zephaniah charges God's people with refusing to obey God's commandments and with unwillingness to learn chastisement they have neither concern nor time um, for god and his standards he exposes jerusalem's leaders for what they are he reminds the hearers of judea's ultimate leaders in contrast to jerusalem's corrupt leadership the lord israel is righteous unlike the wicked who know no shame he does no iniquity with the light of each new day he brings evidence of his unfailing justice um so you know, and and so now we're going to look at the principle of applying this to, um, into our lives, and then I'm gonna give you other the other two scriptures, other two um, the Bible led me to. So, um, when we think about our culture today, you guys, and we think about um, the things that are going on, right? Um, people are in love with social media. People are in love with. Um, 
materialism, right? We see a, a new love for, you know, everybody has to get the new thing coming out. Um, we see a love for fashion. Everybody has to wear expensive clothes or make sure their clothes fit the aesthetic and, and fit, you know, are worth posting on social media. Everybody's obsessed with pictures and outfit has to look right and hair has to look right and you have to wear all these things that look good that are socially and culturally um appropriated and accepted and um everyone's obsessed with how they look right um you know the girls um have to have wigs and and lashes and makeup and you know the guys have to wear these expensive shoes and they have to have these chains around their neck and, and this jewelry and we are obsessed with we are so obsessed, unhealthily obsessed, obsessed with culture and what people think about us and materialism. Um, and we are obsessed with false perceptions, false success of relationships, and, and, and just all sorts of things that the Lord, um, the Lord has not, um, you know, is not requiring of us. And so when we think about what really matters, guys, it all comes down to this. The last days are here. Right, we're clearly here, and we're seeing uh, wars and rumors of wars. Um, we see that um, the days are getting shorter. The Lord speaks about that in Revelations, I believe. Um, the days seem shorter; they're going by faster. Right, time is flying by faster. Um, the Bible does speak about that. Um, you know, we are coming in contact with families being destroyed. You know, uh, the Bible says that mothers will go against their um, our uh, children. Um, daughters will go against their mothers and sons against their fathers. We see strife in a family household. Um, we see all these murders and, and people just killing and, and abusing innocent children and all these crazy things that we just think, you know, what, what is going on? What has our world turned to? Guys, these are the last days. Um, and I'm just going to tell it like it is. These are the last days. We are living in the last days. Um, the Bible does, however, say that when you see these things, look up for your redemption. Your redemption draws nigh, and um, the Lord also says, um, I believe, still in Revelation, um, that uh, when you see these things come to pass, know that they must come fast, come to pass first, but that the end is not near yet. Right? So the Lord gives us kind of a timeline. Lord shows us that what's happening in the world right now is not a surprise. It's not a surprise to Jesus, and it shouldn't be a surprise to us. Um, and so. It, it worries me because I believe the Lord is leading me to warn um, the youth, warn my peers, warn my classmates, people that I go to school with, people that I um, am around, people that I work with. Um, and not just the youth, if you're older, if you're a parent, grandmother, whoever's listening, this also applies to you. But specifically, the Lord wants me to target my generation. Um, and, um, you know, it's sad what we've, what we've come to as a generation. It's sad that our morals have depleted, our standards have um, our way of living life and getting through life and understanding what life is about is totally obstructed, right? Um, and so, guys, we have to start getting out of, get, getting away from ourselves and getting uh, more inclined with the Lord. And, you know, it's it's sad when I am on TikTok and I'm scrolling and I'm seeing how, um, you know, um, someone posted the other day um, when I prayed for like a thousand followers on TikTok and the Lord blessed me. Um, and, and things like that concern me because for one, um, not everything you get is from the Lord, right? And and for two, we can look at the evidence of that because 
it, because the Lord looks at our heart, right? He looks at our motives, and everything I'm saying is is is, is in Scripture, is in the Word. The Lord looks at our uh, He looks at our heart, right? Man looks at the uh, man looks at man looks at the outward appearance. The Lord looks at our heart, right? He looks at our motive. What's the purpose behind this? And so, you know, a lot of people are asking their followers, you know, they want to be popular famous they want to have all this status they want to be somebody who's socially accepted right in our culture and so with that being your motive you know and asking the lord for followers you know the lord is not going to he's not going to um buy into that he's not going to support that um support your your sense of pride you know that because it's pride he's not going to support um you know you wanting you ask me for followers because you want to be famous, because you want to be socially accepted. You want to have more people like your videos and comment on your videos. Guys, the, the bottom, the root of that is insecurity, right? You're insecure, so you feel like you need more followers to help you feel important. You need more followers to help you feel like you're noticed. You need people to comment to help you validate you and feel good about yourself. You're insecure. And, and it's rooted in pride. You know, it's rooted in looking at yourself valuing yourself in a prideful and um, self-absorbent and, and, and um, literal way. And the Lord's not going to support that, right? Because he detests these things, right? He tells us not to indulge in these things, right? These things are sin. And so saying that the Lord blessed you um, it is not entirely correct, nor, and it, and it really just highlights our ignorance of who God is and how he works. Um, God is not going to bless something that he is not for. And, and how do we know that? If we open up our Bibles, we see that God is not for pride. He's not, you know, for doing things out of insecurity and for validation and for people pleasing. And so we know that if that's something that we've been desiring to do or looking forward to do, we know that the Lord didn't bless us with that and that he didn't tell us to do those things or to say those things or to go about something in a certain way. And so, um, getting back on track here, it, it's, it's just sad. It's sad to see that people are so comfortable with not knowing who the Lord is. It's sad to see that people are so comfortable with not um, not being serious about Jesus and about the purpose and the plan that he has for each and every one of us that he put on this earth. Um, and there's going to come a day, you guys, where you know, no matter if you're 14, no matter if you're 21 listening to this, no matter if you just graduated college or you're getting your master's program or if you're in law school right now or someone's grandparent now, there's going to come a day where um, the trumpets are going to sound, guys, the trumpets are going to sound, um, and the seven trumpets are going to play in the sky, and, and you know, and there's, guys, the, the Bible, if you open up Revelation, it's going to be a day of great dread, a day of great terror, people are going to have all types of things wrong with them, but, uh, but notice this, only the people who haven't given their lives to Jesus, right, because tells us to encourage each other and he tells us that he's going to come down and he's um the people of the dead will first rise and then the people who are still living on earth will rise up and will go be with him and he'll take us to heaven to be with him forever for eternity and so if you if you've given your life to jesus you have a relationship with jesus what does that look like you're constantly in communication right you can't have a relationship with someone that you're not constantly in communication with right it just doesn't work if i say that i have a relationship with my significant other but i only talk to my significant other 
you know, once every three months, is it really a relationship, right? Are you really involved? And so it's the same thing with Jesus. Are you in constant communication with him? Are you constantly involved? Is he constantly involved in your life? Are you speaking to him throughout the day? Multiple times a day sometimes. Now, we don't always have to start out that way. That can be overwhelming for new believers. But is your goal, is your heart, is your motive to be in constant communication with Jesus, right? That's how we know we're in relationship with him. Are we obedient to him, right? Do we have a relationship? Relationship if we're being if we're if we're not being obedient and 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 listening kind of goes into this right because we have to listen we have to hear what he's saying in order to be obedient to him so that's like having a significant again other with my having a relationship with a significant other and you know I'm constantly talking 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 but then I'm not receiving anything that's being said right I'm not receiving his needs or what he would want me to do what he would like me to do his perspective and his viewpoint so is it really is it you know that causes tension and it causes strife in a relationship because one person's talking the other person's not um heard and so same thing with jesus we have to maintain our relationship with jesus how do we do that we listen to him and then we are obedient to him right and so once you have a relationship and it's a it's a lifestyle right that's the that's the final thing i want to say on a relationship Lord, it's a lifestyle. It's not, you know, you do it for a couple. And I get that we, you know, people backslide. People have difficult seasons in life, you know. And I'm not talking about, you know, because none of us are perfect. And we're going to sin until the day we die or until the day the Lord comes. But if you're intentionally, willfully, and uh, you have a motive to do sins and to be a part of God, that's different than slipping up doing an accidental sin, misunderstanding someone or something, or even the Lord sometimes. And he understands us and he's there to correct us and love us in those shortcomings and in those mistakes. So there's clearly a difference here, right? And so um, with the last um, point about making it a lifetime, thank you Holy Spirit for reminding me, about making a, a, a lifestyle and a commitment of relationship communication and obedience to the lord that's how we know that we have a relationship with him and that's how we know that our our names are written in the book of life that he that he um i was going to say that he loves us but he loves us no matter what um but that's how we know that we are on the right track and that we are in god's will you cannot go wrong if you're doing those things with the lord and the lord is involved and he knows your heart and you are sincere about living for him and about putting yourself aside and about um you know getting to know the sustaining relationship with the lord right and so many people in our culture guys we are just not we don't care about it and i understand there's so many things going on in the world people are so involved with trends people are so involved with again being on social media and likes and their accomplishments you know there's so many requirements nowadays to get into professional programs like medical school or law school or whatever um whatever occupation or thing that you are um, trying to get into. There's so much pressure nowadays to do a million and one things and be a part of million and one things and make sure you have a picture for everything because if you don't have a picture that you can post on Instagram, then it didn't happen. Then it wasn't significant. Then you weren't pretty enough. Then, you know, your ex won't um, feel some type of way or he won't notice you or he won't remember you if you don't go out of your way to make him notice you and there's all these things guys that I just see people and that I myself have once been tied up in and it's it's 
it's sad because a lot of people don't realize, especially in our generation, uh, that there is a, a way out of this. There's a way out of your emotions on this earth. There's a way out of uh, insecurity. There's a way out, out of validation and, and people pleasing. There's a way out of striving and running yourself into the ground to be accepted, to be validated. There's a way out of being on social media because you feel like you're not important and doing all these things really out of roots and out of things that have not been dealt with deep inside of your soul. Uh, wounds that have not been dealt with uh, deep inside of your soul. And the answer is Jesus, guys. The answer is Jesus. I, I promise you the world will look so different. Our young people will be so different if we knew how to open up a Bible and how to be in constant communication with the Lord, how to listen to Him and how to be obedient to Him. Guys, the the consequence of uh, and the things, the effects that we see happening in our world right now is because of disobedience. It's because people don't have a relationship with God. People are not walking closely with the Lord. People are doing whatever they want, they want to do. They're causing sin and then they're causing themselves to be in sin and to be hurt. And then all of that is just spreading. Bitterness is spreading. The anger is spreading. Um, the discontentment, uh, the need for validity, all of it is just spreading and it's becoming this pandemic. You know, people not knowing the Lord is a pandemic and it's the consequences of the things we see today. It's the consequences of sin. It's the consequences of the pain and the things that some of you guys, some of the things that some of you guys have been through and have experienced. And so um, part of what I feel like the Lord is leading me to do and to say is that young people, you have to come out of that lifestyle. You have to come out of sin. You have to come out of caring about what the world thinks. You have to come out of hanging out with those same friends who do things that you are no longer comfortable with. of um, being in places that you have no business being in, um, going different places at unholy hours of the day, of the night, whatever time it may be. You have to come out of disrespect and disobedience to your parents. Guys, we have to get it together. Um, time is running out. The Lord is not playing, guys. And, and please don't wait until when the day comes, right? Like we just read in Zephaniah. Let's get it right right now. Let's seek righteousness and seek meekness right now. Let's not wait until, you know, until can't be saved from the judgment. We can't hide from it. God, it's going to be such a treacherous day. It's going to be painful. The Bible says that people will want to die and they will not be able to die. That's how bad it will be. You will have to endure and suffer the pain because you decided not to give your life to Jesus. When really, guys, our life was never our own. It was never God's will for us to run our own life, you know, make all of our decisions about our life and, and on our own and not include him in it, not let him be involved. It was never his plan for for that for us to live like that. That's man's culture. That's man's standard. We tell um, people to follow their hearts, follow their dreams, do what they want to do. That's not what God said. God says to do what he called you to do, to do, to, to, to do and live according to his plan for your life. And we've got it all messed up and we wonder why we're sad, why we're depressed, why we feel rejected, why we go through what we go through. is because we decided not to include God in any of it. We decided to live the life that we wanted to live and not include God of it. So this is a formal um, but friendly and encouraging uh, warning to of comfortably just living and I know all of you have heard of God you may have had an encounter or two with God you've heard of God but you need to know God 
need to open up your Bible. You need to pray to Him and communicate to Him. And then you need to listen for His voice. Listen for what He's telling you to do. And that comes in many ways. Um, do a separate podcast and probably won't speak to you, but He'll speak to you through your spirit, right? So it'll be subconsciously. So it'll be things that will come to your mind that you didn't realize that you've thought about before that the Holy Spirit reminds you of. And it'll have a knowing in your spirit. Um, it's a knowing that the Lord has, has, has already, and you've heard this somewhere, and you saw this somewhere, something, but it's just not coming back, and you're just not getting revelation of it, well, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you, right, through your spirit. You have a knowing that the Lord is telling you this. Um, it could also come from reading His Word. Like I said, I've been opening up my Bible, I've been praying with the Lord for the last couple of days, and He's shown me different stories, but all with the same thing, right, of warning your people. The Lord could speak to you through that, and sometimes that's also called a Rima word, where you're reading the Bible and he makes apparent things, specific things stick out to you and he's trying to tell you something. He can speak to you through surrounding people, right? People who have no idea what you're going through or could not have known anything about your situation or what you're going through, but they give you advice about something or they ask you about something. That could be the Lord speaking to you as well. Um, and he can also speak to you audibly, right? Through, um, if you, um, and, and few people get this experience. My mom, the Lord actually spoke to my mom audibly one time when she was sad and depressed and driving, and he actually spoke to her. But uh, so the Lord can speak to us in different ways. Ask him to reveal how he speaks to you. I didn't get it. I was frustrated for a long time. I didn't get it for the longest time until I relaxed and I started being aware and acknowledging him throughout my day and, and being aware of his presence throughout my day. And then my spirit became aware of different ways that he could be speaking to me. So guys, just please get in prayer. If, if you take nothing else from this, after you've done listening to this podcast, please get in prayer. Please get in prayer. Repent for your sins. Get right with the Lord. You know, um, come to him. Thank him for everything. The Bible teaches us how to pray. Um, and we're supposed to come into his gates, enter his gates with thanksgiving, with praise, with gratitude for all that he is. Thank you that thank him that he woke you up this morning. Thank you that you can see through your eyes that all your limbs have full function and mobility. Thank you that he kept you protected as you rode around today, going to and from, um, driving your car today. Thank you that he's helping you through your classes this semester. Thank you that he's been keeping your family safe. Thank you that when you were sick, he healed your body. You know, there's so many things to thank the Lord for. There's so many things to thank the Lord for. And then with supplication, you're supposed to genuinely let the Lord know what's on your heart. And usually what I do is I pray for other people first, and then I pray for myself it's a way of serving it's a way of being submissive it's a way of denying my flesh to just pray about what i want and what i need from the lord and stopping thanking him in entirety for everything and everything i have no idea that i need to thank him about then lifting up others others concerns others needs and then talking about myself guys I'm telling you, there's no better thing, there's no greater riches, there's no better uh, part of this world than being in the presence of God. The Bible says there's joy in the presence of the Lord. You will feel so fulfilled when you lean on God for what you need to do in your life, when you lean on God for His standard of you, for how you're supposed to live your life, and the things that you're supposed to do. So we, as young people, have to come out of this thing where social media is our master. We're controlled by taking pictures that with 
with everything that we do and 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 trying to be noticed and be famous and all the fakeness and the lashes and the makeup and we can't even be ourselves because we're so insecure and and it's just we have to come out of this it's so sad and it's sad to see that people are okay with doing these things just so they can be accepted just so they can be part of something just so because because it feels good to the flesh it feels good to your body because when our bodies our soul leaves our body and we're done with this earth god guys we have an eternal destination and it's either heaven or it's hell and while on earth we get to make the decision that's one of the decisions that god gives us to make if we're going to choose him or if we're going to disobey him and do what we want to do and if you decide to disobey him and do what you want to do you have a eternal price to pay for that in our minds I don't know if I heard this somewhere, if I read it somewhere in the Bible, but our minds are are so shallow, right? The Lord says, this is in the Bible, the Lord says that his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, I don't quite have all the scriptures down, but I am throwing out the Bible because I have spent time and I've read uh, these things in the Bible, but I, I can't remember if um, I saw this somewhere or if I read it in the Bible, um, but... Um, I think it said something about our minds are so shallow that, thank you, Holy Spirit, that, um, you know, we can't comprehend what hell is like. It's so bad. It's so bad. Eternally terrifying. And terrifying is, is not even the word that can describe it, that we can't even imagine what it's going to be like. Because we only live in the realm of time, right? While we're on earth, we only live in the realm of time. So we only have uh, a concept or an idea of what time feels like, right? We live with calendars and with times and with days of the week and with years and we mark the time. Because in eternity, there is no time and we cannot comprehend it. We cannot intellectually, mentally, emotionally, physically comprehend the fact that eternally means all time is gone. So just really think about what you're doing with your life. Really think about the way that you're living. Does your life look like Jesus? Do you walk into a room and people see Jesus in you? Are you known or campus as the girl who's sleeping around with everybody or the party banger or whatever they whatever the most famous and culturally appropriated and appreciated things are or do people see you as a child of God people know that you live and walk with the father and and I just wanted to say this claimer here it's more than people just seeing that in you it's you actually have a genuine heart towards God and you're living this because you're living for Christ right but my point in saying that is how is people should know um, the lord says that they will know you by the fruits of the spirit right people should know that you're a child of god that you've given your life to god by the way that you're living that's how you measure it that's how you tell that you're living a life that is appropriate and that is in god's will for your life is people should know you by the fruits of the spirit and so when you're saying that well what does my life look like how do i look like well you measure it against what people think about you what people what people who go to class with you every day see you do what they see you wear um how they see you speaking to people and treating others um and so that's really important i want to just quickly go over the other two scriptures that i the Lord led me to that was talking about warning people about his judgment that's coming and then we'll go ahead and wrap this up so I think it was in Matthew this might be my longest podcast yet but it's important um I think it was in Matthew it's about John the Baptist who was um, baptizing and just warning the people um that the Lord was coming um let's see if I can find the exact 
description. If I can't find it, I will leave it below in the reflection as always. Um, but it was in Matthew that was during John the Baptist's ministry. And um, let me see if I can find it. I may be able to find it. I will find it and put it in the reflection. Um, so I will find it and put it in the reflection. I want you guys to go and, and examine that and study that. Um, and then he also led me to 2 Kings. So we can turn to that and I actually have that one marked up. 2 Kings, um, where we were talking about um, Josiah warning the nation that they need to hear the word of God because again, God's judgment um, is coming. And so um, we are in Second Kings twenty-three, um, and I want you guys to read the chapter. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and read the summary of what's going on here, um, just to show you guys the trend and a pattern um, that um, was being shown to me here, and why it's important for me to speak on it. So it says, for the summary, Josiah is so concerned that the nation hear the word of God that he reads it to them himself. We do not read any of the command for people to stand on the covenant. It is clearly the work of God among, among the people. But God works through the example and leadership of King Josiah. Um, there are idols dedicated to these um, places in Jerusalem um, and to all the hosts of heaven in, it very, in the very temple itself. Um, so they throw the ashes of the idols in the graves. It's not intended to defile the graves, um, but to defile the idols. Josiah begins the cleansing reforms of the center and works outwards. His reforms remove not only sinful things, but also sinful people who promote and permit these sinful things. The idols that fill the temple um, do not get there to stay there on their own. Um, idolatrous people are responsible for these sinful practices. Um... Josiah hears the promise of both eventual judgment and immediate delay of judgment. He does not respond with indifference or simple contentment that he will not see the judgment in his day. He wants to get the kingdom right with God, and he knows that he can't do it by himself. He needs all the elders of Judea to join in um, broken repentance with him. So guys, um, the, the, the fact of the matter is, I want you to go back and read those um, verses. I will put all the information in the reflection, but the fact of the matter is, we need to understand what's at stake here. We need to understand what really matters. You know, when you stand before the Lord on Judgment Day, He's not going to ask you how many nice fits you have, you know, the model and brand of your car. He's not going to ask you how much your mortgage was. He's not going to ask you how many people liked your picture, how many people commented, none of that stuff matters. He's not going to ask you how long your eyelashes were, how often you got your hair done. 
He is not going to ask you how many funny videos you made that blew up and went viral. Lord doesn't care about these things. The fact that we care about these things is that it, it is um, um, indicative of a significant problem. It's a it's a gap. It's a it's a um, lack of obedience and a lack of bridging between us and the Lord because we want to do what we want to do. And um, guys, it's not healthy. It's not the Lord's will. And you will pay a price for living in disobedience and doing what you want to do. You will pay a price one day um, when you stand before the Lord. And you know, you'll even more pay a price because He's going to remind you of the time that you're listening to this or the time that you listen to anything that has given you conviction or taught you the truth about the Word of God and you decided to ignore it and continue doing the things that you were doing and continue to um, not care and show. Uh, disregard for him and his word um and so you guys you don't want that to happen you know it's my prayer that everyone listening to the sound of my voice and people who are not listening to the sound of my voice that you know everybody have a relationship with jesus he is the great um and wonderful counselor he is the great physician you know he is the alpha and the omega he is the beginning and the end he is the first, and he shall be the last one standing. And when it's just you and Jesus, and you have to answer to your life, and you have to give an account for the way that you live your life, for the things that you said, for the things that you've done, please don't let it, please don't have nothing to say or to let it be that you just didn't care, that you didn't take regard for him. Guys, it's a terrible thing to stand before your creator and to not be able to give an account and not be able to tell him that you live for him and that yeah lord i may have struggled with some things i may have messed up with some things but you were with me through that lord and i gave my life to you i believed in you jesus my life was an example right i lived i had a lifestyle of living for you and i was obedient to you i spent time with you i read your word i got to know who you are jesus and i did your purpose and your will for my life as you were leading me if you can't say those things at judgment day you're going to be in serious trouble and it's it's unfortunately going to be too late it's going to be too late so let's 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 get right now while there's time the most precious thing on our side the most precious thing the lord has given us is time and once that's out that's that's it guys you don't you don't get another chance so let's get it right let's let's mourn our youth and and go out and mourn your friends and people at colleges and community groups and, and people at your job that we've got to live for Jesus. We've got to get serious about this. It's not something to play about. This is urgent. This is serious. This is a warning. The Lord is not running. Um, and so you have to get serious and intentional about spending time with God. You know, God. So that's it for this episode. I know it's kind of long, but it's important. And um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and semester. And um, I'll be on for the next episodes. We'll see y'all later.